Welcome to Wrestling with God Show, the podcast where we grapple with big questions about faith, religion, and life. I'm Irish McMahon, and I'm here with a guy who's not always as friendly and patient and jovial as he appears. Uh, he's my friend and Irish Catholic priest, Father Len McMillan. Hey, Father Len. How dare you? How very dare I have never said anything against you. I can't believe you would insult me this way. Anyhow, I'm doing great, Iris. Doing great. <laughs> All right. So uh, that fits right in, I think, with our subject today, Father Len. So, Father Len, we received uh, really a very gut-wrenching email from the mother of a 15-year-old daughter. And she shared with us this story of how watching the death of George Floyd on social media and reading all this propaganda about cops all being racist, her daughter went, went into a depression and was just raging with anger toward cops and males in general, including her dad, who just happens to be a federal agent, and her brother and boys at her high school, I mean, it was really sad to read the letter. So it inspired us to grapple with anger and the dangers of anger. And uh, you just demonstrated this a little bit. I, I, I know you know something about this, Father Len. Yes, anger is one of my best friends. So, you know, it's something I've always fought against. I actually realized in my 20s that... I was an angry person, and I didn't want to become this bitter, old, snarling thing. So I actually started to work on it quite early. It just took me decades to recover. I feel I have to admit, first, I feel sorry for the girl. And this is kind of strange, but I'm just going to start kind of in my head where, you know, anger, and that's what she's suffering from, that is actually one of my most a common sins throughout my life. I used to joke that it's number one, but now <laughs> actually it's dropped down to number three. So oh, that's a good thing. About it. Oh, I'm, it's a great thing. I'm now a gentle little thing. But <laughs> so I, I think too much about anger in one sense and that there's some dangers here. Anger is a very dangerous power. Now, first of all, against your, your health. There's all this research that shows that anger is much worse on your body than every other emotion. Anger is far worse on your heart than anxiety or sorrow or any other emotion. And so it's harder on your heart than extreme physical exertion. So nothing rots your body like anger. So hearing this, my first thought is that line from Proverbs that says, anger is rottenness to your bones. <laughs> It just destroys your health. I didn't realize that was in the Bible, Father Lynn. Yeah, I've I know, always I that thought one. that anger is like that. I mean, I guess everything's in the Bible. You can find the answer it's, to almost everything there. But it destroys, actually in Proverbs, it says it disintegrates the body, but it also disintegrates community. And for this girl, she needs to hear that. So it's, Proverbs says, a hot-tempered man stirs up dissension. <laughs> Meaning that when you get angry, you start throwing around words like weapons, and it has this enormous amount of damage to wound the people around you and the relationships around you. And that's what she's doing. And yet she's the one who, in her speech, she cares about community. She says she's up, upset about the Floyd death. 
And yet she's the one who's now wrecking community with her anger. I mean, in one sense, she's doing the exact same thing that the cop did. She's destroying community and she can't even see it with her own anger. And third, isn't that kind uh, of always how anger is really, I mean, unchecked anger. It really, it, it, it does the opposite of what you want. Yeah. It doesn't build community. It destroys it. And also says in the Bible that it also destroys your wisdom, your ability to make wise choices. And I have to tell you, Holy cow, I know that for sure. Trust me, that is true. You know, Proverbs says a patient man has great understanding, but a quick-tempered man displays foolishness even after you've cooled down. And I've done such things when I'm angry that are just shocking. And yet in the midst of it, I just think I am right. I am a hundred percent right. I have clarity of vision. And then when I cool down, I realize, oh, great mother of God, I am a horse's rear end. I'm totally Um, with you, Father Len. I mean, I've done the same thing. I mean, I I think anger is blinding. I think it's totally blinding. And this girl, no offense, she she gets the impression she's right, but she's actually more blinded. Anger distorts your view of things, your view of your situation, of yourself, the view of your world, the view of your family. So it makes you more stupid and choosing destructive choices. Um, Anger also destroys my willpower to really want to make wise decisions. You don't make intelligent decisions. And the worst part is, for me, when I'm angry, I know I'm 100% right. And lastly, you know, uh, it says, and I like this, a hot-tempered man must pay a penalty. If you rescue him, you'll just have to do it again and again, which I find really true. It means anger is one of those things that is a very addictive substance. Yep. And I have to say, you know, there's certain things that are addictive. Uh, it's, it's, the co- it's the cocaine of emotions. It is. It is. And that's why it says, if you rescue him, you'll just have to keep rescuing him. Anger is this addictive substance that leads me into a deeper denial. Like the denial for me is when I was angry or in my bouts of anger, I'd be, I'm fighting for justice or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm sticking up for myself. I'm the one who's being honest. I'm just an activist. And I can see it so much in the young and I cringe because, oh, Great mother of God, I've been there. Even like this friend of mine told me the story about her son, who's kind of in that same age group, comes home and he is hot. He is mad. And so she says, "What? why, for what reason do you have to be mad? And he said, well, this person cut me off in traffic. <laughs> um, and she, so she's like, then let it go. There's nothing you can do about it now. Why ruin everything in the family and our time here? Because you're upset. And then he starts to yell, because this person is a type of person who would rape you in the gas station bathroom. And she says, <laughs> I think we've got a little far at this point. We're yeah. cutting off on traffic to, you know, this serial murderer, rapist. How did you get here? And he said, you have to understand my generation is under a lot of stress. And his mother says, really? Tell me what Holocaust you lived in. <laughs> you know, uh, what Holocaust? Like, I grew up where I grew up in the stories of, you know, Butte, Montana, of my dad, my uncle, my grandfather coming out of the mines, the shirts freezing on their backs. 
and yet they weren't angry. I've lived in third world countries where, you know what amazed me? In dire poverty and sickness, there was always so much laughter. You know, so the mother's right. Tell me what Holocaust you lived through. <laughs> and I, I just hate this. <laughs> and I get what he's doing because once you're angry, you think you're completely right. Well, and, and it, I think what it's demonstrating too is anger feeds on itself. So it does, yeah. Anger begets anger, and so you keep elevating the anger. That's why he's gone from this guy cutting him off in traffic to a serial rapist and murderer, and you know he's gonna he's gonna rape you in a gas station bathroom. I mean in that. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. And for you to maintain your sense of moral superiority, you're exactly right. You have to get more and more angry. You yeah. need more and more of that dark. I get angry and I have to get even more angry because all these social and psychological problems keep showing up. So I need more anger to convince <laughs> me that I'm right. So yeah, anger keeps fueling itself like an addict who just needs a bigger hit and a more high. You know, you need to keep your anger up to keep up this sense, false sense of moral superiority. And you have to be even more angry so you can always avoid the honesty of the situation. Because the guy who cuts you off in traffic, he's going to be a ser serial killer. So anger helps you stay in denial and stay addicted. And just psychologically in the 70s, you know, they used to say, oh, you know, you need to get the anger out. So they had like these padded sticks that you can hit people with, you know, just to get it out. But you know what they found out? actually trying to get out the anger, it didn't get out the anger, it intensified it. And so uh -huh. these people who follow this philosophical idea that, no, you need to act out on, uh, you, know, you know, get rid of your anger, vent your anger. What they found out is that they continued to intensify your anger until you start hitting your children or your spouse. So this emphasis on venting your anger as being some healthy response actually is the opposite. Maybe for a few people, like exercising uh, siphons off my anger, but actually trying to say, well, I need to hit, hit something to be angry. It actually <laughs> intensifies it. And I read this really sad letter, and I just remember it went, dear counselor, you gave my brother the advice that he needs to work out his anger and start hitting something. And he did start hitting something and ended up hitting his wife and his children and threw the TV out the window. Ouch. And what they found out in modern times is uh, this little phrase I mentioned, because I just love it, the neurons that fire together, wire together. That just means neuropathways get more intense. So the more you act on a certain emotion, the quicker your brain continues to build a highway there. So if you choose to act on uh, selfishness or anger, your brain starts to rewire itself so it can always be angry. So it takes a great deal of effort. And like the kid saying, well, this is COVID times. Did I ever tell you that weird thing that happened to me several months ago with COVID? No, Where, I mean, I don't remember it. A lot of weird things happen to you, Father Lance. So, I mean, it's hard I, to sort them all out. I haven't got my star card yet. And I was told I need my social security card, which I know my social security number, but I tore it up years ago because I kind of thought, well, I got it memorized. So I was like, oh, so I had the morning off. So I kind of thought, oh, I'll go over to the social security department and apply for a new social security card because they said you can't do it online. And I get there and 
it's closed. And it's <laughs> closed. COVID. And said, yeah, due to COVID. And they said, if you want an appointment, please call this number. So well, I call the number and this nice guy answers. And I said, yeah, I'd like to make an appointment to get my social. And he says, oh, we're, we can't make the appointments yet because we have to come up with COVID procedures. And I said, excuse me? He said, yeah, you know, like about social distancing. And it's right across from like a, a Home Depot. Uh-huh. I said, well, we've been having COVID since last March. What do you mean procedures? I said, you, you get a little plastic wrap, put that up, ask people to wear signs. It takes like 10 seconds. We've been doing this for almost a year. And he says, oh, I know, but that's actually my boss's job. That's not my job. And... <laughs> I said, really? And he said, yeah, COVID, crazy times, right? And I said, no, this is not crazy times. This is crazy, yeah, crazy bureaucracy. You just print off on your printer, please wear a mask, socially distance. You know, you take, you know, it took you a year and you haven't done anything and you get paid. But I love, love him, you know, COVID, crazy times, right? That's um, good. I know, like there's just, you don't even have to try. So I just imagined myself that some cop pulling me over for speeding and me just saying, COVID, crazy times, right? Where COVID has become an excuse for everything. Yeah. And so like this sounds kind of strange. I know, not saying it hasn't been hard, but life has always been hard. You know what your future is right now, Irish? Hard times ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Just one damn thing after another. So you might as well teach your kids. No, you you control your anger. There's always an excuse you can use, whether it's COVID or something else for your anger. God knows I've done that a thousand times. But the truth is, is that more, yeah, more anger is coming out because of COVID. But regardless, we're the ones who have to control it. And this sounds kind of strange. I remember years and years ago, my dad told me that revolutions always take place when things are getting better. And I thought that was really strange as no, because people have the energy now to revolt or suicide. Suicides go up in nice weather like this because in the dark times of winter, people are usually too depressed to commit suicide. It's when they get a little bit more energy. So now that we're coming out of COVID and things are getting better, I just always thought there's going to be more, you know, mass shootings and anger issues because now people have uh, the energy to act. But my pro- my only conclusion is this, is that I have found myself that there's this enormous destructive power in anger and it keeps destroying oneself and one's relationships and one's community and it blinds you in thinking, well, I'm not the problem. And so I think parents and priests have to promote a better way, a better option than getting angry. And obviously that's the way of Christ. Parents should lean in when they see their children responding to any of their life's problems with anger. Because as I said, it's always one thing after another. You will always have a problem. So Christ, like the Stoics, believed, no, you've got to learn to control yourself. So if your child is responding to problems with anger, Take some action. Just don't be benignly tolerant of it. Be like the mother who immediately says when her child comes in, what's this? And she confronts him. 
the more a mother loves her son, the more she's upset if he's acting out of anger or becoming a drunk or a liar or doing something. Sometimes anger is love in motion to a threat. And if someone you love, you really love is being threatened, you defend him against that threat. And the threat is anger. you got to challenge your kid that, no, you can't let anger control you. You practice self-discipline. I mean, even for me, it took 30 years, but what does it matter? If this girl is angry, it's like this cancer in her, and it's going to destroy her. So as a mother, yeah. Ah, I think you should do it. And every mother, every parent should be quick on saying, no, no, we don't act out of anger. We're made for love. So a parent should be very quick to challenge a child who starts on the drug of anger. But I wonder, Father Lynn, if it's always obvious what is causing the anger. And don't you have to try to understand that? You no, know, I don't think you do. No, you I, really, I, know, I know I'm kind of arrogant this way because... Then you make the anger, the source of the anger, the problem. The problem is how I'm responding to, to the situation, not what the situation is. So let's say, like, the girl said she's upset about the Floyd death, right? Well, and well, then I think I mentioned this when I introduced this whole thing, but the George Floyd thing morphed into her being angry at her father because her father's a federal agent, like a, a law enforcement officer. And then it morphed into being angry that she has to go to church and she has to go to confirmation classes because apparently yeah, I, those are irrelevant to, to one, her. Because they're not irrelevant. In fact, that's the most relevant. Because at first she's concerned, she, you know, she says she's concerned about social justice. So let's take social justice. Martin Luther King, when before they went on the civil rights encounters, they trained themselves with prayer and self-discipline. So I could yell anything at you and you would not respond in anger. They had these training sessions of self-control where one group would yell at the other group the worst atrocities so that you could train yourself. I will not react in anger or social justice doesn't have a chance. If social justice is actually going to bloom, then yeah. People go to church. Martin Luther King had all these people praying and practicing self-discipline. Um, that creates a stubborn and fearless love, not more anger. So if she really cares about social justice, then yeah, I'd say go to church. Martin Luther's dream was to build the beloved community where we're not acting out of anger. We're acting out of love. And that takes a heck of a lot of prayer and self-discipline and self-control. But so here's what you're saying, Father Len, because, I mean, I guess I came from an, another school on this a little bit, and that is see if you can understand the source of the anger and work on that. But you're saying that it doesn't matter what you're, what you're angry about. Anger is never the right response. It doesn't take you anywhere. It doesn't help you. It doesn't further your cause or your idea. In fact, it does the opposite of that. So you're saying that you focus on the fact that this is not the right response. Right. That, that, That's, that, that, here, I got to uh, edit myself a little. So, yeah, the problem is not the circumstance. Because as I said, your whole life is going to be one problem after another. Yeah. The problem is how you respond to the circumstances. And that demands 
self-control and prayer. Now, I do think also, this sounds kind of strange. Yeah, it demands a lot of sacrifice and prayer and self-discipline and self-examination. So the idea is slow in anger or thoughtful anger. So even in Ephesians, Paul says, be angry, but sin not. That's a really strange thing. Be angry, but sin not. What does he mean by that? Or John Christum said, and I like this, he that is angry without cause sins. He who is not angry when there is cause sins. So what he's saying is that um, sometimes in life you should be upset about some things. Does that make sense? Yes. But it doesn't mean you have to be angry. This unreasonable impatience is this hotbed of vices. So, and I love that. So no to anger, but you should be upset by the injustice of the world. Good for the girl. But look at Moses. When Moses meets God, he says, tell me who you are. Tell me essentially who you are. And God says, I'm the Lord, slow to anger. He didn't say I never get angry. He says slow to anger. Or look at any great military leader, like Mad Dog Madden. You know, he was a stoic. He believed in a life of self-discipline. So even as a military leader, you never act out of anger. That your intelligence and your wisdom is always in control. Eisenhower, there's this great book on him that Eisenhower, he had some, as a little kid, he, his mother knew that he had anger issues and would always remind him that either you learn to control your anger or it'll destroy you. That's just self-discipline and self-control. Or getting so, back to Martin Luther King. You know, yet in the worst fights, you trained yourself with self-discipline in prayer. So for her to say, well, church is irrelevant. I'm so angry. What does church do? You might as well have told Martin Luther King, well, there's all this civil unrest. And what we need for injustice is more anger. Martin Luther <laughs> King was, no, we need more prayer and self-control. We need to build the community of the beloved disciple, not more, not tear more community apart. Well, so what, in the end, what you're saying is that the anger doesn't allow you to see the solution. It doesn't take you to fixing a problem. Right. It, it just it gets you all worked up and then you can't see anything on the problem. Yeah. Right. So now you've, you've cut out what the solution in one sense is, like, and I know I mentioned this before, the beloved community, that we see each other with love. She's upset with social justice, so now she's not speaking to her father. You're actually destroy. You're, you're not, you say you're for social justice, but you're destroying community, even within your own household. So how are you going to address even the greater corruption in the world where you can't even speak to your own family members? Anger is not the solution. What the solution is, and I don't want to get too much into this because I can literally do a whole podcast on self-compassion or inner compassion, that they found out people who are really good at showing compassion are better at defining boundaries of unacceptable behavior. So if I'm really good at loving myself and other people, I'm better at saying, Irish, you're way out of line. Please don't act like that. But if I get angry, all I can offer you is a fight. Yeah, because then I'm going to fight back with more anger. Right. And all we've done is tore more things apart. So really, I, I actually think compassion is the strong man's tool. Anger is the weak man's tool. 
And if you really care about social justice, then don't be angry. Pray. Pray, practice self-control so you can really ad- address. So you can the see problem. the solution. So you can right, see yeah. what might be done, what you could do. Right. But, you know, getting more angry, well, that's, that's the worst solution. So, you know, for every parent, the, the mother who said, wait a minute, wait, wait, why are you angry? You don't have a right to be angry. <laughs> you know, somebody cut you off in traffic. So, no, I don't think saying, well, we got to address the source of the issue. The source of the issue is not that somebody caught you off in traffic. Is that you've allowed yourself to build up this momentum that your first response to everything is irrational anger. I like so. it. I think that's, that's a perfect way to wrap this up, Father Land. So we welcome your comments and questions, and hopefully they won't be fueled by anger. It's easy to get those to us. Just head over to our website. It's www.gshow.com. That's www.gshow.com. And you click on the questions button. And it's easy to find that. And it's, it's in a little blue ribbon at the top of the desktop or laptop version of our website. Or there's a little three-line menu on the mobile version of the website. And you'll see the uh, questions button uh, underneath the menu. And if you're enjoying the Wrestling With God show... Please share your favorite episodes with your friends and subscribe or follow. Uh, They're changing this now. Follow us and rate and review our podcast at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help people discover us. And subscribing or following us is totally free. And it guarantees that you'll never, uh, you won't miss an episode because you'll always know when we publish one. So we hope you'll join us next time as we continue our journey climbing the mountain of life, searching for truth, meaning, purpose, and a lack of anger in our lives. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Okay.